guys, welcome back to the Human Jiu Jitsu podcast. Today is episode 46. I totally didn't have to scroll through a, a fucking notepad to find that because I'm on top of that stuff. <laughs> uh, guys, you missed a golden sort of uh, pre ramble there. We, we, what did we talk about for those 30 minutes, Ness? It was the fucking, uh, uh, we talked about people thinking your shirt said shoot hits. And okay, that was pretty much it. <laughs> there was a lot of a lot of weird ass shit that was said before this. <laughs> uh, uh, so guys, I have I am blessed with a uh, Ness from uh, the Zeal Jitsu Jitsu account. You might you guys may or may not know her, but she is fucking amazing. She is awesome. Oh, thank uh, you, know, you. For, for lack of for lack of better words. Thank you for working me up. I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got one question off of yeah. the fucking uh, off the Instagram. I can't remember who it was. Sorry, I, I just screenshot the thing and their name was cropped out, so I don't remember who said this. Very sorry, guys. So the one question I got off the Instagram was, okay, Ness, you are amazing at jujitsu. You got your black belt relatively quickly. You do that while you have a full time job and while you're a mother. How the fuck do you do that with all those variables? Um, man, this I think this is the first time I've actually been quiet. Fuck. Um, <laughs> I love it, man. Like I, I, I love this art. Um, I, I, it's more than just a hobby to me. And you know what? It's okay if it's just a hobby for anybody. So I'm not trying to knock anybody down. Um. It's just, it was a bad time in my life and it really helped me get through a lot and become mentally and, you know, stronger. And so I loved it. I fell in love with it and I just couldn't get enough. So whenever I had a chance or whenever I had extra that wasn't taken, I, I wanted to train. I mm. uh, see. Good, good save there, Ness. We didn't want to alienate all the hobbyists by saying, oh, yeah, fuck all you guys. You don't compete. You're a bunch of pussies. <laughs> no, I, I don't mean like, I, You know what? It's crazy. I, I actually, if that's what you like to do, as long as you're training, honestly, I, I don't give a shit what it's for. If you train and it's just to train, fuck, that's awesome. If, if it's just to get exercise, fuck, that's awesome. I don't, because you know what? It, my journey's my journey, your journey's yours, and fuck it, like, you do what makes you happy, regardless of what it is, um, and that's just how I feel about it, so, I, I honestly think, regardless of why you do it, is your own prerogative, as long as you do it, and fuck, I mean, that that's basically all that matters, right, I mean, people hmm. training, I, I've met so many amazing people training people that I would never never ever 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 like hung out with outside of jujitsu and honestly that's one of the biggest reasons why I like it because so I can see why some people will train for reasons like that because of the fact that it gives you a certain bond with people that you would never ever associate with outside of jujitsu Mm. So because we we oh, sorry we all know that everyone has like a different reason they start training. I think every, any reason you start training is a pretty good one, except for these two reasons. If you just start jiu-jitsu because you know you want to beat people up, you want to know how to beat up random people, that's not a good reason. Or if you no. start jiu-jitsu, or if you start jiu-jitsu trying to like pick up girls in the gym or guys, not going to be a 
sexist on this podcast. <laughs> I'm constantly sexist on this podcast, but not in that instance because there are creepy dudes who start jujitsu and creepy girls. No, I was going to say, there's both. There's creepy girls, too. <laughs> yeah, there, there is. <laughs> the, the there is. If you started jujitsu to beat up people, believe me, that that train of thought will leave really quick because the first few years, you're just getting your ass beat. I mean, even after the first few years, you get your ass beat. So you're going to really be awakened. Like, what, what really awakened me about training regardless if it's wrestling or, or jiu-jitsu or anything, is you don't want to fight outside of the gym because you don't know what other people are capable of doing. I mean, if you're capable of doing this, why do you want to go pick fights with anybody else that might be capable of more? It's, it's stupid. You know, get all your anger out at the gym. Let people beat you up and make you realize you're not at, as much of a badass as you thought you were. And then mm. just, you know. Yeah, because who knows? Maybe that person you're picking a fight with is a black belt from another gym, and you're gonna get your ass kicked. And get your ass kicked. I mean, it happens, right? Like, it, it, it could happen. I mean, fuck. I've seen some people that I would have never thought trained that are fucking badasses on that mat, and I'm like, fuck, that's crazy. Because, <laughs> like, you know, the nerdiest person I've ever seen in my life. And you're a fucking badass. You know what I mean? Like, just like that. I've, I've seen people like that many, many times. I'm like, yeah, it, it makes you think really, really quick about what people can really do out there. Mm. Uh, if anyone doesn't sort of get what we're talking about with the whole sort of nerd being good at jiu-jitsu, just, just look up Mikey Musumeci. If you take one look at Mikey Musumeci, you'll, you'll see what the deal is. He's like the most nerdy looking person you've ever seen in your life. But man, he's, he has like the most, he's, he's a fucking killer. He's so good. It's not even funny. His sister is amazing too. I was, I was in Vegas and she was in Vegas and I didn't even know she was at this gym. Um, I I called around looking for a gym that I can just go cross train at. And um, this was right after Master World. And I was like, man, you know, I want to train. You know, I'm at a new place. And so uh, somebody um, messaged me on Instagram and told me, hey, there's this place, um, Dunham Dunham Jiu-Jitsu. I hope I'm saying that right. And um, so... I messaged their professor and then he's like, yeah, come by. And I was like, okay. He goes, you know, what's your mat fee? You know, I'm willing to pay whatever. I just, you know, let me know. Like, no, don't worry about it. Just come by. And she happened to be there. And I'm going to tell you a story because I had no idea who she was. It was just, she was just a small little black belt. You know, she wears her glasses and stuff too. And I was like mesmerized, like, oh yes, I get a roll with this. I hope she gets, I hope she rolls with me. I hope she rolls with me. I had no clue who she was, no clue whatsoever. And um, we rolled, and they had 10 minute rounds on the whole time. So right away, I asked her, I'm sorry, Professor, I'm not sure if it's okay for me to ask you because I wasn't a black belt yet. Uh, I'm, I don't know if it's okay for me to ask you to roll, but if it is, can we want to roll? And she's like, sure. And she beat me up. 10-minute rounds, right? I asked her about five or six times in a row. So, and it was fucking fantastic. I mean, her barambolos are fucking insane, right? And I was like, oh, my gosh, will you roll with me one more time? She's like, let me take a break. And so I let her wait the whole 10 minutes, and, like, a fangirl, and like I said, I don't know who this is. 
I go back to her and I ask her, she's like, I think I'm done now, you know, because it was already like six times. So you think six times 10, you know what I mean? It's a long time her and I were rolling. Oh, fuck. She goes, goes, I really, she goes, I really like you. And I'm like, well, I like you too. She goes, you don't know who I am. And I was like, no, she goes, oh, um." she goes, that's why I like you. And I was like, oh, really? And she told me who she was. It was Tammy. Right. And I was like, oh, shit, really? Like, (laughs) Like one of her favorite mat- my matches of her is with her Nicolini. And um I was like, oh shit. I go, I'm actually going to your brother's seminar in a week. <laughs> I was like, that's crazy. I mean, it and you look at her, she's tiny. You wouldn't think and she's a fucking killer. She's a world champion. That's she's amazing. I was like, oh my gosh, like she's such a fucking badass. Badass. Oh my, I, I like, oh, see, I'm already getting on jittery, just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nah, everyone gets the fangirl at least once, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, anybody, that's why I think training jiu-jitsu is awesome, because you don't have to have this certain, like, look, this certain build, it's nothing, honestly, you just train and get better. Oh, see, quick question. What was the weirdest way she bare and bowled you? Bare and bowled you? Because, see, this one time I went to this one gym and I was training, this, I rolled at his brown belt. I fucking single legged him, and the second his back touched the floor from the single leg, he had me bare and bowled with him. Like, how the fuck is that even possible? So, how, how did she bare and bowl you in the weirdest way? You know what? It was where I was in an inverted, because she was trying to pass me, and I was like inverted. And I don't know how she did it, but she started like from jumping up into something and she took my back from that way. But we rolled and everything. Just we did those that little roll that they usually do. And I was like, how in the fuck did that just happen to me? How am I here? Oh shit, I'm here again. Oh fuck. It was just back take after back take. After back take. And I was like, man, this is awesome. Like fuck dudes because she got it from anywhere and anywhere like no she didn't do the single leg but i was basically inverted going like on my shoulder with my butt sticking out in the air ready to turn and i don't know how she did it but she did it and i was like man that was really cool and it was a really good time for me like it was awesome fucking hell i see i see one thing i'm curious about each of my guests bring it back to the sorry, point and shit see it because I, I love all the tangent stuff but how did you get into jiu-jitsu like did you train anything else before starting this i'm always curious with each person no, what their actually, sort of deal is no i didn't uh i would just lift and you know i was really I, i've always been really fit you know even after having my kids and stuff like that i have three boys so um and i you know I was trying to get my son, uh, my middle son would wrestle and he was smaller and I moved to a new city and I was looking for a wrestling school for him, a new one. So then, uh, and then I was also looking for an elliptical machine for myself for home. So uh, I don't know if people still use Craigslist, but at that time Craigslist was being used a lot. Right. So um, I looked up an elliptical machine in my area and it was at a gym and I was like oh you know it's not that expensive you know it's down the street you know we live here it's here I go I'm gonna go check it out 
And, you know, my, I'm looking for a place for my son. I go to train. And, um, but wrestling. And um, so I go and I come to this little dinky ass gym in the front, right? Because it, it, it was, you could tell that it used to be like an auto place. Like it has doors in the front, but in the back, you could tell that it had that place where it's open where you could stick shit in, like cars and all that stuff. So you could tell it was used for something like that before. But um, the doors were closed, so all you could see is the little front office, and there's like maybe ten workout things in there, like machines, and then like two treadmills. And I was like, I go, you know what? This is like a cover up. I go, I bet you they're fucking selling drugs out of this place. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> And I was like, this is crazy. And I was like, looking at the elliptical. And the, and the guy, which actually gave me my black belt, one of the guys that gave me my black belt, but this is before then. He was like, oh, so here's the elliptical, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and finally I was like, what do you guys do here? And he's like, I go, because I see all this. I'm like, this is not like a legitimate gym. Like, why are you selling drugs? Or what, what are you doing, you know? And um, he was like, no, it's in the back. So he opened up these two doors. And it, then I saw everything. It was this huge ass space. It had the mats, the bags, and then it had a. At that time, there was a, a CrossFit gym connected to it, so it had all that stuff on the other side. I was like, "Oh shit, this is awesome!" You know, I go, "What do you guys teach?" And he taught me. He, oh my, excuse me. He told me jujitsu, muay thai, and then there's CrossFit, right? And I was like, so do you have any wrestling? He goes, no, not right now. I go, but jujitsu, and I've heard of jujitsu because there is this. One of my friends, before I even started training, would always tell me about jiu-jitsu, and he was a purple belt at that time. And so I was like, oh, jiu-jitsu, cool. I go, do you guys teach kids? He's like, yes. And so instead of buying the elliptical, I ended up signing up my son for jiu-jitsu. And um, so he trained for a whole year and a half before I decided... I, I was in a really bad time at my life then. Like, I was very depressed and um, very you know, small, very lost, even though being a mom, you know, you still got to do what you got to do. But, you know, as yourself, you're like completely lost. And they knew I was going through a lot of stuff at that time, you know, um, because they could just see it. I, I mean, I was there every day with my son, never missed a practice. I was always there watching him. I just didn't leave him off and then, you know, come back or anything like that. I really wanted to try this. And then, um, the my son's teacher which is was is now like you know the guy that gave my black belt um he's like why don't you come to women's class one day out of the blue why don't you come to women's class and um you uh, you don't have to pay anything just come and see if you like it he goes don't worry about paying or anything just start coming and so I was super ecstatic you know what I mean because I'm paying for my son to get to I mean depending on what you know you have your bills and everything you're like fuck you know this my kid comes first, you know, I'll let him train. And then, but when he said that, I was like, oh, crap, you know, so I came. And I was like a timid little ass bird, timid, scared bird. And then I don't know what changed. I just remember that I was choking out some girl. And she was a blue belt. I didn't even have a, a gi yet. And I was choking the shit out of her. And I was like, I found love. I found love. And I started coming to every fucking class. And that was in uh, October of 2013. So um, that's when I started jujitsu, mm. and that was the reason why. Mm. See, I got a, 
bit of a sidetrack question here. If you ever make a movie about your life and you get to that point where you're at the gym and they open up the double doors, are you going to have it be slow motion and have like angelic music yes. coming I'm in as they open the, the doors? Dove, the doves will fucking fly. And everything. <laughs> I do not. I, I, it was like, oh, it even had that little background with a little, I don't know what would be singing, but I was like, <laughs> like the, just, the, just the choir going, oh, yeah, hallelujah, or so, something like that. I don't know. That's like a yes. poor rendition. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got another question about this hypothetical movie. Let's call it uh, Zeal Jiu Jitsu, the movie uh, working title. Who would you get to play yourself in a movie if you didn't make a movie about your life? Or a Netflix series, let's be real. <laughs> who would I get to play me? Um, you know, I, I'm not as hot as her, but I love her so very much. I love her. It's Michelle Rodriguez. She would oh. play me. <laughs> I love hmm. Michelle Rodriguez because she's not bony. She's not, she's, you know, she's... Ever since Girl Fight, I love Michelle Rodriguez. So, um... I think she would. I mean, you need to give me a little bit, you know what I mean? Because it give you like, in a movie, you're like, oh, man, you know, Nest must have been hot. So they, <laughs> so they actually see me, you know what I mean? But, but Michelle's also tough, and she's she gives off that vibe of toughness. And you know what? I'm not sure or not. I could be fucking making this shit up, but I think she trains as well. I could mm. be wrong. But, um... Me, I don't know. I should look that up, but I, I thought I heard that before. But um, I, I, I like her a lot. I think she's she's badass. Mm. See, like, have you ever seen him? Like, uh, like, have you ever seen these movies where it's all like uh, it's based on a true story? Or also, that's actually loaded. If you ever see a movie, it's like uh, a true story. That then it's like accurate to what happens. And if it's based on a true story, it means they made half that shit up to make it more entertaining. That's like the distinction. Yeah. If you want to look into it, but see, if you ever see what these people actually look like, then they're never as attractive as the person they get to play them in the movie. So like, don't, don't even think about it. No, I know, but at least they would think I was attractive while watching her. You know what I mean? Because they're like, man. If they got this chick to fucking play her, she must be pretty good looking, you know, because you kind of have to make them kind of look alike. So, you know what? Just let me have that. Just let me have that. <laughs> Ride with that, you know? <laughs> uh, I, t I actually have a weird pick. I have a weird pick for who who would take play me in a humanity movie or Netflix series. It's uh, Have you ever seen the show uh, Umbrella Academy? No. No, I okay. Have. So there, there's a character in this. He's an Irish actor, but he plays like a fucking weird, uh, junky uh, looking dude. He's all scraggly, but he's actually from Ireland. His name is uh, the character's name is Klaus. I can't remember the fucking actor's name, but he was in this Irish show called Love Hates. I didn't even know it was the same fucking dude until my brother pointed it out. It's like, oh shit, that is the same guy. Even though he looks nothing like me and he's way more handsome than I am, I'll, I'll still get him to play me. I don't care. Oh, yeah, see? It, that's all that matters, right? So if nobody ever sees you, they're going to always image you as looking like that person, right? So it's like, I win. I win. No. Yeah, like, have you ever seen Argo? They put a, they got your man, this fucking fat balding dude, got Ben Affleck to play him. So get out of here with that shit. <laughs> hey, but forever, that bald guy is going to be thought of as Ben Affleck. So I, he wins. He wins. <laughs> <laughs>
Awesome. This. Like, uh, what was your first sort of experience with a jiu-jitsu competition? How, how'd it go for you? Oh, I, I had that's pretty funny. My very first jiu-jitsu competition. I, okay, so, again, I'm a mom. I didn't really... So, I remember having one gi top from a different brand, different everything. Gi bottoms didn't even match, you know. Way big for me. But I didn't give a shit, right? I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to compete. I'm nervous. You know, I thought I was going to shit myself. And then every time I, I, every time before a comp, like, I feel like I have to, I have diarrhea. It, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I hope you didn't have a white, white gi. No, I did have a white gi, but no, no, no. That, 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 oh. Don't worry. I didn't shit myself. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. I, I, I'm, not, I'm on the mat and they're getting us ready. And I turn around and I look at my coaches, right? Which my professor is one of them is Daniel Camarillo, if anybody knows of the Camarillo brothers, huge judo guys. Um, David Camarillo, um big, big time judo dudes. Um, but so I look at him, I look at him and Mark, which is my other professor that gave him my black belt. Um, I was like, I think I'm gonna throw up. And everybody can hear me. Like we're in the everybody's already watching us, like we're already about to, you know kombat or whatever and um i was like i think i'm gonna throw up right now and he goes like don't throw up and i'm like yeah i i think i am and then he's like no you're about to start and i'm on the middle of the mat already i'm like oh shit well let's fucking do this right <laughs> like but it was just so funny because i didn't give a shit i was in front of all these people i just turned around and i'm like I'm going to throw up right now. And he just starts laughing because he's like, you give zero shits about anything. I have a lot of cool ass stories when it comes to being coached with my coaches. A lot of stupid ass shit happens. But um, I ended up winning. I ended up winning that tournament. And um, so, yeah, like afterwards, I got to use the restroom and do all the stuff that I had to do. And uh I was happy. Like, I was like, oh, yay. You know, I don't have choro anymore. Choro is diarrhea. Like, a choro, like a, so if I say choro, that means diarrhea. Um, <laughs> I don't have that anymore. You know, I don't have to throw up anymore. And I'm good. Like, I won my first tournament ever. So I was super, super excited and um, really, really scared at the same time. And it, it was just a really good experience for me because I didn't give a shit about, oh, and then my belt. My original, like, the belt that I actually went through all my comps with as a white belt wasn't even a jiu-jitsu belt. Like, it was just a white belt, and they put black tape around it to put tape, white tape for my stripes and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, and I give zero shits. Like, and it has my name written on there. It has Neff written on it with the, with the marker because I was always leaving my belt everywhere, and finally my professor was like, we're writing your name on your belt because, you know, you're like a little child and we have to basically make sure that you don't lose it or something. So, oh my gosh. yeah, that was my belt. <laughs> uh, see, like, uh, it's important. Write, write your name on your belt in case someone tries, in case you have like a weathered belt and someone tries to like swap it out so they look like they're a better blue belt than you or some shit like that. <laughs> like uh, one time, uh, this one guy, wait, this one guy I know, he's like a big, big sort of gentleman. He's really tall and uh, he's not super wide, but he's like tall. And like uh, he showed uh -huh. up to the gym and like he didn't have his fucking blue belts with him. And he had this fucking. Like, uh, think of think of a girl's blue belt and think of the smallest fucking size you can think of. It's like, 
F minus one or some shit. Or I something like whatever. <laughs> it's so t- it's such a tiny blue belt, and he he couldn't even get it around him. He couldn't tie it in a knot around him. And he's like, "Oh look, Andrew, can I borrow your blue belt and uh, you use this one because you're skinnier than me?" I'm like, "Okay, fine, but uh, don't even try nicking that belt. That's mine. It has my fucking name in it, dude. Don't even try that shit." <laughs> I sweat on there, like you're not taking my belt. <laughs> well, that was my original blue belt as well. I don't want to fucking lose that. That's really, it's like I I worked my ass off to get it. So don't oh, even try yeah, to take I'm that. The same way. Like my belt is my belt, like. That that is like my baby. That's like another one of my little kids, you know. And no, yeah. I don't leave my kids everywhere just because of the amount. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> it's like very special. Like so, if somebody's like, "Oh, hey, you know, let me try on your belt real quick," I'm like, "What'd you say?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you, see, uh, one time, um, what's it? Uh, Actually, I was just trying to remember all the details of the story. See, I was uh, I had to go like uh, on a trip to the other side of the country for whatever reason. That's not important. And like uh, my brother had his friends over to like watch a UFC fight or something. And uh, this is when I just started training jujitsu. And one of the they, they went into my room because they had to get like an Xbox controller because they wanted to like play their Xbox and stuff. And like uh, he saw this weird, he saw my gi and he's like, oh, I'll put that on for a laugh. He puts it on and he ties the belt really terribly. It looks like, it looks such a terrible knot. He sends me a picture of him in my gi with the weird fucking knot. And all I said was, you tied the belt wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You better not be masturbating with my belt on. (laughs) Jesus, Jesus Christ. That's, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's one way to, that's a weird, that's a, that's, that's just gone from zero to 60 real quick. (laughs) Oh but man, uh, if he did, I would have strangled him with the belt. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I <laughs> uh, see. Uh, what's uh, what would you say is your favorite submission, just in general, to catch, whether it be competition or training or whatever, just your all-time favorite submission? You know what? I honestly, I don't know what my favorite submission is, but what I hit the most is an armbar. So, um, I guess I can say armbar. Um. But I mean, I that's so broad, but yet so you know what I mean? Like, armbar is an armbar, but you can hit an armbar from anywhere, right? So, mm. um, I don't know, but honestly, I can't really think about what my favorite sub is. I just that's the one that I go for the most is <laughs> armbar. So, um, yeah, armbars, I, I guess I would say that. And I love armbars from. See what I mean? That's just such a weird. So <laughs> no, I get you. See, so, uh, how many times do you get like, you say you're armbarring someone and they're not tapping, you get holdouts. Do you ever wrist lock someone while you have them in an armbar just to like no, cinch I, it? You know what? No, I just, I just make, because this is what I say about an armbar. You're going to always remember this now because this is what I always get messages on after I say this or a text message. You make love to the arm, right? You have, you're like, you're trying to impregnate this arm. Okay. So, because a lot of people won't understand, okay, extend your hips, extend your hips, you know, move your hips, pick your butt up up there or whatever. You can say that all you want. But if you tell somebody, make love to the arm, like you're trying to impregnate this arm, people will remember that forever. They're going to be like, okay, so they have the arm in between their legs and they're just picking up, like they're using their hips, right? 
so I just use my hips more and yeah, I'll start manipulating a wrist or anything like that. But honestly, I'm pretty like it's, I just really extend my hips when it comes to, because that arm is mine. If I have an arm, that arm is mine. Like it is stuck to my chest. I don't have boobs, so I'm just going to say pecs. It is stuck to my pecs (laughs) and I'm keeping it there, right? Like if I have to manipulate it, I guess so, but you know what? I've honestly really never manipulated anything when it comes to wrist to get an arm bar, unless the only other thing I could say is maybe triangle. I'll change it to a triangle mm. to get my arm bar. But when it comes to that, honestly, I haven't. I, I really haven't manipulated things. You know what? You really have me thinking right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, see, that's a it's a funny way you put it there about like making love with like humping and humping the arm to sort of get the finish. And see, someone told me a really good see because I'm big into ankle locks and stuff and leg locks and all that. And this one guy, he fucking he told me this one detail about how to get up my percentage because I had I had my straight ankle lock, but my grip was super low. He's like, man, don't have your grip that low. Don't try to grab your balls. Try to grab your tits, like have the fucking grip super high when you're putting it on. And that that just upped it straight away, just the way he put it. Don't grab your balls, grab your tits. <laughs> and you'll remember it forever now, right? So every time you like grab my tit, grab my tit, right? So yeah. You're not trying to be gross. It's just sometimes when you're teaching adults, adults usually have intimate times with other adults, right? So you're like, okay. And they still don't understand. And they're like, I don't understand. I don't understand. I'm not getting it. Okay, well, make love to the arm. Impregnate your arm. Pretend you're trying to put a baby in that arm. Even if it's a girl, just pretend, you know, I, because in the sense, a girl understands. <laughs> Pret- pretend it's a girl. <laughs> no, what I mean, like, no, like, no, I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, even as a girl, like, if I'm pretending, I'm pretending that I want to impregnate this arm. So I'm going to extend my hips this arm while I'm holding it really tight and um that, that's what happens because a lot of people won't they'll first of all they let the arm go a little too high off their chest right so it's not completely extended and then they're trying to use their back to make this arm bar happen without extending the hips and you know pinch knees or whatever so you're like that's not the way you make love right like I hope not because you're really gonna hurt yourself if you're just using your I don't know okay cough (laughs) (laughs) no I got I got a serious inquiry about this whole uh, hypothetical situation about humping the arm did you at least buy dinner first you know no man like I I didn't even spit on that arm before I (laughs) (laughs) God damn, whatever happened to chivalry? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you perverts. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but no. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just... God, I sound like... I, I'm really not that gross, but... <laughs> just, uh, yeah, don't, tr- don't try to make yourself look better. We all know where you stand, you, you, you chauvinist pig. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, I'm move, moving along. Uh, what was the first seminar you attended? I know. Do you remember what was taught at it? Okay, let me see. My first seminar, you know what? I believe my first seminar was Chris Howder. 
if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Do you remember okay. what, what he what he taught at the seminar? It's always something having to do with like pressure. So I re- I believe it was, you know what I I probably have it recorded because my first two years of jujitsu I recorded everything, every fucking class, and I had a private YouTube account where I I would upload everything where I can keep it because my memory on my phone would get. But he usually teaches something about pressure. Like the very last one I went to, he had a really good way of teaching um the rear naked choke and the uh, like a whole sequence to it. But um, his wife, I remember what his wife taught. I, I love Melissa Howder. She was actually my very first black belt role. So um, I was a blue belt then. She taught a butterfly guard, the but a butterfly sweep from butterfly guard, and it goes into something like an armbar if I'm not mistaken, but it was basically set on the butterfly guard and what you can do from the butterfly guard and, you know, the sweeps to the subs and all that stuff. Um, uh, she, she's really fucking cool. Chris Howder is really cool, too. Um, I, I mean, I got to train in their garage many, many times. I used to try to go over there. Uh, I had a, a some people from a different affiliation take me as much as they could. They would go from actually Chris Howder's affiliation. And, um, so we they would we would drive over there and train in his garage and so yeah he was pro- he was my first him and his wife were my first seminar. Mm. See, have you, sorry, have you ever been to a seminar where like you've learned something and it's just fits so well into your game? It's become a mainstay. You've just integrated it so well into your game. It's it's just iconic too now. Um. <coughs> oh, sorry. You know what? I'm not sure because I'll take little bits and pieces of a lot of things. You know what? I learned a lot of stuff from mainly uh, from garages. Honestly, I did a lot of garage training um, through the years. And I'm trying to think of... See, now I'm just drawing a blank. Uh, The one that would teach me a lot was was, armbar finishes was uh, David Camarillo, which is Dave Camarillo out of Gorilla Jiu-Jitsu. And um, (coughs) his armbar finishes, how he finishes the armbar was uh, one of the things that I took in. But but like I said, I I like armbar, so I really, really... And anything that came to passing, uh, because passing, you know, as a... You know, when you're a woman, you're trying to pass bigger dudes. Uh, it sometimes it could be hard. So a lot of passing, like there was this guy named um. He is now one of my teammates because he moved up here. Uh, he had a seminar and it was a small seminar, but his seminar was so good. I actually got a lot out of it. And his name is John Smith, and um. His seminar helped me a lot because it was had a lot to do with a different a bunch of different knee slice passes. So it wasn't just like the basic knee slice pass because there's so many different ways you can knee slice. And his seminar was the one that really, really helped me a lot when it came to passing with the knee slice. Like I, I already knew the knee slice pass because my professor, that's, that's where I got it from. But he showed me different variations when they were too strong or too, or whatever, just a dude, how a woman would go about doing it certain ways. And you know what? I really liked his seminar. And uh, actually, the knee slice or the leg weave is one of my go-to passes. I, I use that all the time still, even now. And um, 
so yeah I would say and you know he's not like a big time person he's very very good but he's not like super famous and um he he was very very thorough and very good so yeah I think it was actually probably that one that I can remember the most you're making me draw a blank here I've never gotten asked that before Ah <laughs> uh, well that's the that's what I why I love uh this podcast so much it confused the shit out of every single one of my guests like Oh, oh, who the fuck asked me that question? Oh my god, I love doing that to people. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm fine. I've never really thought about that because I'll take every little piece of whatever, like little, little, minute things that completely change my game. But his is the all-around one that I can remember the most from a lot of different things that he taught. So I- I'll say him. See, uh, some of the questions I have for coaches. See, one of the main ones I, I always like to, to ask is. What is your coaching style? Do you prefer drilling, rolling, or specific sparring? What's your sort of uh, favorite thing to do when, when you're teaching? Uh, I like to drill in the beginning. Uh, uh, like, instead of doing lines, we'll do certain lines, but, you know, like, super basic. But um, I like to do a lot of, like, passing drills, guard drills, anything that has to do, uh, do with drilling in the beginning of my classes because, first of all, it works up a sweat, and second of all, I think drilling is very important. Uh, and you go into your technique. You know what's really crazy? And, and before when I teach, and it's usually well, I'll try to do this with coed too. But you know, sometimes they kind of look at me weird. Is I like to do yoga before, um, a little bit of yoga before a class, and um, because we're older, like I'm older, I'm gonna be 38 soon. You know what I mean? So I'm, mm. you know what I mean? So I'll do that drills because I honestly think you could do all the lines you want. But if you don't imply them in what you're doing, what what's the point of um, – so you got to do some drilling to show them, hey, this is why you shrimp. Hey, this is why you, you know, you do sit-outs. This is why you do – so uh, I'll do that, and then in the end we roll. First we'll do like a sweep submit, but the thing is is I like them to start off from different positions like, this is here, and then they switch. Like you, you don't get to pick the person that you go to, and um, you always start off in bad positions. I like people to start off in bad positions because if you constantly re-roll and you start off in your good position, you're never gonna get better. Because and I had to learn this the hard way. I'm not saying that because always me, I always wanted to be in my comfort zone, and you got to get out of your comfort zone, right? So um. I make people do things that they don't like doing like, Oh, that's not part of my game. Well, I'm sorry, but you may never use this again, but you'll feel it when it's being done to you and you'll learn how to defend it, which is the mm. most important thing. Right. So, um, yeah, that's basically me right there. Um, I, there's a lot of things that I don't like to do, but I'll learn it just so I can defend it. So, I think that's more, I think that's just as important as offense because I mean, you can have all the offense you want, but what if that person has the same offense as you and now you're pretty much screwed? So, um, mm. now obviously you got to be aware of that sort of thing so you can know how to counter it if you're ever, if someone ever does it to you, like obviously, you know how, to, you know how yeah. it is. And I think uh, I always teach in a chain, like I don't just go, okay, we're going to do this. It, there'll be like a pass to, the position to the submission 
if I'm teaching the sub. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's a, it's always a chain. Something's always connected. So they'll, they'll understand, hey, oh, so I got from here to here. And it, it, you can understand it better. Like, oh, okay, this is why I'm in mount. Oh, this is why I got an S-mount armbar. This is why it's not just, okay, today we're doing S-mount armbars. It's like, okay, well, how did you get here to begin with? Um, so you kind of have to like have a little introduction of getting there to actually show them, especially if they're new. I mean, this is like if you're teaching newer people. And um, so, yeah, just basically I like teaching chains. So don't teach new people upside down inverted bear and bolos to, to toe hold. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't even bolo. You gotta teach me how to bolo, okay? <laughs> uh guys, I I can say with absolute certainty, like I've been training for three and a half years. Do you know how many times I've bolo'd someone? It was fucking one time, just once, and it was like just a complete fluke. I don't. Don't ask me how or why. I just studied the one time, and that's. I say that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that's my style, man. Like that shit's rough. I mean, I've been taught. Barambolo many times. I mean, I've been in Barambolos many times. Thank you, Tammy. <laughs> um, uh, I, I actually know this guy. He was a Barambolo wizard. And every time he shows it to me, I just feel like I'm a fucking idiot because I just can't get it. I'm like, hey, my friend, why don't you be a ball of mine? Yeah, you, you suck yeah. at being ball, my friend. <laughs> That's how I feel. I'm like, uh. <laughs> There's just this huge blank face that I have and there's only one teacher that's taught me a certain way how to do it but I have to do it from that position I will never get it, it it's so ridiculous and um I'm like so I'm just not gonna do this but I know when it's happening to me so that that's a good thing that comes out of it but I'm not a barambola person I'm uh I, I'm, a, I'm I, I've been told I'm a little mean um, like I love to rub my face, like my forehead and somebody's, you know, chin, my head into their chin and like, <laughs> things like that, like, uh, rub my chin into their chest, like go down. I, I, I'm like more of a, that's why the hair in the front of my head is now all fucked up because I, I leave with my head a lot. Mm. Oh, see, you know, it's the greatest thing, you know, the sort of, uh, bit of their back that's in between their shoulder blades uh-huh drive your shin right into that if you ever get like a back back body lock when you're wrestling it the fucking screams of agony they do is it's glorious it's so funny oh <laughs> see you're mean too then <laughs> okay i'm I mean when it caught when it when it's warranted i'm usually very nice and pleasant to roll with but you know when i'm mean I, i'm very, very mean I, I don't do that to women though i i i only because 90% of my journey, I, I've had to train with men. So um, when I'm rolling with a dude, I'm doing that shit, though. I'm like, okay, you know, like, uh, I, I can, from what I've been told, I'm not going to say that I am. I've just been told that I'm I'm, I'm a little mean. But um, <laughs> uh, You know what I'd love to see? If someone could, like, I might try to do this Photoshop. Did you ever see the movie Mean Girls? We'll just uh, CGI you into the background with a pinky on <laughs> the cover of Mean Girls. Maybe we'll remove the girls part and just say Mean Gee or something. Or, or I don't know. Yeah, I, that's actually a movie I have watched. <laughs> but, who who hasn't watched it? It's a fucking classic. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's it's a really 
<laughs> I'm all out. I'm thinking about certain things now from that movie that's making me laugh. <laughs> but no, it's um, you know what? Kind of reminds me of the new girl too. Have you seen that one? No, nah, I only saw the first one, and even then, it was like ages, oh. ages ago, so I can't really remember it that well. But um, no, yeah, I get. I, I'm just. I I have. Uh, I don't think my style is very fancy at all. I mean, I don't. If you ask anybody who's rolled with me, I don't think it's fancy. I don't have anything that's like, oh, wow. You know, I just, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, see, okay. So, guys, rich segment of the podcast, I like to call around the specifics, just a bunch of random questions, some about jiu-jitsu, some aren't about jiu-jitsu. So, do you want to do around the specifics, Ness? Uh. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just love the uncertainty in your voice. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, Ness, what would you say is the fa- your favorite gi in your collection if you have one? My favorite gi has to probably be, well, it, it was a holdfast gi that I had and it was a black one, but it, it it like I don't know what happened to it, but it shrank really, really bad. <laughs> and I think it was because I wore it a million times. And um, I, I don't like to dry my geese, like like air dry them. They have to be dry. I don't like stiff geese, so I guess that's something you guys would know about me. Um, but that's probably my favorite one. It was black and blue. Mm. Oh, it, it black, just... black and blue. How how? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was my favorite gee, and um. Holdfast used to uh, uh, sponsor me since I was a blue belt, actually, and they really helped me out a lot. And I'm not just saying that because I'm not sponsored by them anymore, but it was um, it was my favorite. It, it was a black and blue gi, and I've had many gis from them, but it was just that one. That one was my favorite out of all gis, and it, it just fit me perfect. I've, I don't know how to – well, it doesn't anymore, maybe because I'm a little bit bigger now, but um, – <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a good <laughs> uh, man, uh, what would you say was your favorite tv show when you were growing up if you had one my my favorite tv show you're gonna laugh is fraser oh no i'm not gonna laugh fraser was very I, highbrow I fraser i love fraser hey uh, you can't put a price on kelsey Grammer. He, he fucking sideshow bob he voiced sideshow bob in the simpsons he's the fucking man it's all about eddie and niles niles is fucking hilarious you guys gotta you gotta really appreciate niles because he makes that show <laughs> was that that was fraser's brother right yes yeah yeah fucking fucking david hyde pierce he did you ever see hellboy he played the fucking fish dude from hellboy oh really I yeah I, you know what? I haven't watched that movie. I'm not a, as you can see, as you can tell now that I, I, I don't know. I guess I don't watch a lot of movies, huh? Fuck. Uh, you gotta fucking watch Hellboy with Ron, po- Ron Perlman and fucking, uh, what's that guy's name? John Hurt. That movie is fucking amazing. I, I will watch it then. I will watch it. <laughs> uh, is, speaking of movies, is there any movie you you'd consider underrated in your opinion? Like, just people don't give it the, the, the sort of credit it deserves. Mm. Oh my gosh, you're gonna. Well, no, you know what? No, but I don't think so. I mean, there's movies that I love that are weird as like not weird as fuck, but you would be like, you like that movie, Ness? You fucking. 
Um, but no, I don't think so. Like I said, I, I don't ever, okay. Ever since I started training, I don't really watch like a lot of TV, you know, cause I don't really have the time. But the movies that I do watch, I will watch them multiple times. I'm that kind of person that will watch a movie over and over and over again. So it's pretty mm. annoying. Yeah, before we uh, move on, I have just one more movie recommendation. So Hellboy, obviously, and fucking Robocop. Uh, I, have, I, I know people love it. It's a classic, but they still don't get that it's like, they don't they don't see like the sort of uh hidden meaning and shit behind stuff. It it's a satire. If you've ever seen Robocop, like it's actually like a satire thing. Really? Well then I guess I have to watch Robocop again, huh? Because I Man, that's been a long time. I don't even remember what that movie's about. Well, it's about a guy who gets turned into a robot and he's like also a cop. <laughs> Pretty self-explanatory, right? <laughs> like you know, people if people just watch the movie, it's actually like they don't get it satirical because there's actually like snippets in it of a guy saying, "I'd buy that for a dollar." Real ridiculous, like like that's obviously them taking the piss, and like um, this one dude gets d- destroyed by a fucking robot. He gets shot about four hundred fucking times, and then your man afterwards, because this guy died for no reason, like. I'm very disappointed in this project. Like that that's not alarming at all to you that someone was just killed in front of you, but you're just disappointed that the robot doesn't work. Like if that's not if that if that's not satire, I don't know what is. Yeah, that's pretty that's like a, a I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I guess I gotta watch that movie too. Like the one movie I do watch a lot is like Bloodsport. Um Oh, Bloodsport. <laughs> Way different, but, right? From Bloodsport to Sleepless in Seattle. Um, man, I, I've never fucking seen Sleepless in Seattle. What, what's that about? Oh, my God. You're missing well, excuse out. Excuse me. I'm not a fucking, like, I'm not a 12-year-old girl, so I don't watch Sleepless in Seattle. Forgive I'm me. I'm not a 12-year-old girl either, but I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what's it about? Like, try, try pitch it to me. Like, <laughs> no, no, I can't, man. No, I can't because I'm just gonna make fun of me the whole time. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not gonna make fun of you. I swear. I promise. No, it's just about. It's a girl movie. I'm just gonna say it's a girl movie. Um, yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, if you do watch Robocop, watch the director's edition. It's way more. Or violent, so it's automatically better. So that that's being said, that's that. <laughs> I I will then. I will. I, but I gotta watch that Hellboy one now too. So mm. yeah, make sure you watch the old one because there's a reboot like last year, and the reboot of Hellboy fucking sucked. So watch the old the old one. Alrighty, I will. Yeah, I won't okay, so... it, but I will do it. <laughs> okay, everyone. I swear to God, I'm done talking about fucking Hellboy and Robocop. I swear. What Ness, what was the most embarrassing injury you've ever had? Whether it be a jiu-jitsu injury, a non-jiu-jitsu injury, just the way you got injured was just so fucking embarrassing and ridiculous. Oh, man. Um, I don't I don't know, man. I, I wish somebody else could, like, you know, chime in on this one and say, oh, remember when you did that stupid-ass shit, Ness? But... <laughs> I could tell you one of the most embarrassing things that I went for, I didn't get an injury out of it, but it fucking hurt, was I tried to do a flying arm bar on my professor when I was like a fucking, like, 
still wipe out, I think. And oh, I was really hurt myself. And he was laughing so hard because he's like, what? He didn't say what the fuck. Well, I'm just going to say that. He was like, what? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are you trying to do, you dumbass? You know? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, see. One time, like, when I was still a white belt, I say, I think I had two stripes. Like, uh, I, I seen the in Minari role for the first time on, like, video. I'm like, I'll do that. And I was getting ready for a competition with, with my friend, uh, this Italian fella, Pablo. We were training together because we were both competing, you know, but he, he was a blue belt and I was a white belt. And, like, I tried to in Minari roll and, like, he thought I I'd done it badly on purpose. He thought like I just I was taking I was joking around. He's like Andy Andy, stop joking around. We're competing soon. Like he thought I was fucking. I deliberately did it bad, but no. Like I did it so badly. He thought I was joking, and he had to scold me to take competing way more seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I did fart on I did fart on one of my friends though while I was. Because we would, this is a garage training, right? And like I said, I cross trained a lot. Um, I don't know. Some people look down on that. Um, some people, you know, everybody has their own view on that. But um, so I was in a garage, and we're always talking shit to each other. And I mean, he he was a black belt then, and um, he was like, uh, and I I forgot what I was, but uh, he he was like, oh, you know, I use your armbar attempts as rest rounds, I mean, as my rest period. And I was like, you know, and I started laughing, you know, and then I had an arm bar. I'm pretty sure he probably just gave it to me, but I, I had the arm bar and I'm squeezing. I mean, I'm squeezing my butt cheeks so tight and I'm really extending my hips into this arm. Right. And a, I mean, a fart comes out, but it, you can tell that my butt cheeks were so tight. Just like, like oh, it can make like a high pitch sound because it's all oh my gosh and the thing is like i didn't stop like <laughs> i say the fact that you fired it right in his ear made the arm bar a bit better he's like what the fuck <laughs> and he started laughing right and i was starting laughing too but i didn't let go <laughs> oh my gosh Rest time my ass, you know what I mean? Like I'm getting this. But um yeah, I had like little things like that. Um but as as an injury, no, but just the little things where I did I try to do things that I probably shouldn't have tried doing. Mm. Oh god, I say uh you know what's always fun when like See, because here's the thing. I've actually started doing, like, to bring back to the Imanari role, I started doing it a little more recently, and I was catching it. And this one guy, like, uh, you could see on his face, he wasn't taking me seriously when I was doing the Imanari role. He thought I'd just fuck it up again. And so he's, like, humoring me a little. He's like, okay, try off-balance me. And then I do. He's like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And I'm trying to get this ankle lock, and he's fucking breathing and sweating and freaking. I was like, oh, shit, oh, no, no. Like, he went one second. He was like, whatever. Then the next second, he's about to get leg locked. So he's like, oh, shit, ah. Just freaking out. <laughs> that's always that's it, always fun. It happens, man. Like sometimes when you play, you know, and then you get caught, and you're like, "Whoops, <laughs> whoops." But um, I think it's happened to to a lot of us. I mean, I've made people fart. Apparently, I have farted on somebody. So um, <laughs> fucking chemical warfare up in here. That that's yeah, bang out of order. Yeah, like, I was not letting that arm go, especially 
after hearing him say that, I think he said that like a week prior, because we would always meet up on Tuesdays and Thursdays and roll in a garage. And this was no gi. So there wasn't even a gi to block anything. And um, I didn't let go. I was like, fuck that. Like, we're both going to. We're both gonna take this. Shit. <laughs> I mean, I felt bad, but <laughs> like I'm still trying to get this armbar. But yeah, it's had... oh, well, had had to be done. You wanted to get the armbar, so there's yeah, nothing. nothing there's nothing to... wrong with that. And you know what? I still didn't get that bitch. I did it. I was like, I don't know if you know what I mean. I was like, fuck, man, this guy. I mean, this guy is a very good arm guard armbar guy we come from the same like affiliation type thing where we're taught armbar so um he's really really good at them he's taught me a lot about them so me even remotely even i mean trying even catching him would probably be never but you know i i wanted to try i, I put my whole self into that fucking armbar i'll tell you that Mm. No, I get you. See, so, uh, if you could ban one guard or position from competition, what would you ban and why? One guard from competition. Like, it's just anything you fucking hate getting caught in, and you're like, fuck this shit, I want a gun forever. Mm, you know what? I don't think, because of me getting caught in it, I don't think I would want it banned. I think, um, fuck, people are going to hate me for this. What what kind of drives me crazy is when, like, you both pull guard at the same time and you end up, like, in a 50-50, but you just stay there. Mm. And um, so that kind of, like, is a little frustrating because nobody wants to get up, but nobody can get a leg either. I, I don't know, but that's how I guess you can tell people are really high-end. When it comes to that area, and it's just a stalemate. Mm. Like um, with the double, with the double pull, at least they allow. They just have it for a twenty-second period, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, guys. Whoever does that, but I, I'm not saying it as it. It's just really when two really high-level people get stuck in that, it's like they just sit there, and because they're so good that it's just um that fucking drives me crazy. Mm. Uh, well, to be fair, if, if the IB, oh, sorry, to be fair, if the IBJF allowed heel hooks, even in Nogi, fifty-fifty would be less stalematey. I, I can understand why it's not allowed in the gi, but in Nogi, were Nogi black belt worlds, I think should allow, allow heel hooks. I think that's ridiculous. No, I, I get you, and then maybe that's why because there's a lot of things that you're not really. I mean, even like the the, the leaping in that area as well, like um, you know, because you really got to. Be careful on, um, you know, when you do reaping. I don't know, but it it it, it could be a little frustrating. I honest, I think they should allow the hooks as well when it comes to like black belt. But you know, they they have their their reasons, and I mean, it's their organization, so you can't really. But I do I do think it makes it a whole lot more entertaining when it comes to hill hooks. Hmm. Not to mention, you don't have just the, the 10 minute like, game of like, uh, what's it, like Rocky Horses where they're just shifting on each other's butts, doing yeah. nothing for the whole match? Yes, yes. Um, and again, like I said, I'm not trying to knock anybody down. 
I'm probably going to get a bunch of mail saying, you fucking bitch. Like, (laughs) (laughs) well, like you should call them a bitch for not learning how to fucking take down. It's just like, oh man, like, I don't know, but that's probably the one where, or not ban it, but just let it be more open to different subs, maybe a little, I know reaping's bad and it could hurt people, but you know, you you know what? I don't know. Just that area where, I mean, I I've they were hill hooking me at Blue Bout, so um, I've been in. I have a like I said, my garage crew that I used to train with. It it was all like, it was legs were. If you're coming here, your legs are getting attacked. So learn. Oh, at uh, least they at least they let you off until you were bluebells. Like one of my friends, he like uh he tapped me on the shoulder one day. He's like, "Oh yeah, Andrew, uh, you're good enough to get heel hooked now." I'm like, "Wait, I'm still a white belt." It's like, I don't fucking care, bro. <laughs> well, I, I didn't I didn't start training with them till I was a blue belt. So uh, if I were a white belt, they would have still been heel hooking my ass to it. There's this gym that I used to go to, and you know, if you go to that gym and you step on that mat. They don't give a shit what, because they don't really, not that they don't believe in the bout rank system there, but they don't really go by it, right? It's just, um, but it was a very good school. Like, if you wanted to get ready for no gi, it it was a good school to go to. And, um, but once you step on that mat, they don't give a fuck. Like, you're, you're going to get heel hooked. That's what they're known for. Like, you're, that's, you're going to play legs. So you enter at your own risk, right? Mm. So, um, yeah, I got heel hooked a lot there too <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, so Ness can you do any impressions no I'm so boring man uh, can you not, even bad impressions do me fine you do any any impression at all no I just suck even at battles I fucking suck man like I can't <laughs> dance I, I'm a Latina man I can't dance for shit I don't like fucking like Arroz con leche. I'm just, I'm just all bad, man. I can't even impersonate people badly. It, it's awful. <laughs> oh, man. What would you say is your favorite song to roll to in the gym if you have one? <sighs> man, that's hard. Um, there's a song that gets me pumped up. Um, like, we'll play, it just depends on who you're with. Like, we play a lot of, um, like Cali Reggae, we'll play like Coheed and Cambria, um, like Welcome Home. I love that song. Um, Keeping Se- Secrets of the Silent um, Silent Earth, I believe it's called by them too. I think his voice is beautiful. Um, it, it, there's everything. We play a shitload of everything. Like I hear there's places that I go to, again, garages where they're playing like 70s it's like a mixture of 70s rock with like porn music mixed into it but it's not porn <laughs> it has that flow you know what i mean and uh, do they have fucking velvet it, curtains and mats <laughs> and um it just depends man like i i love wu-tang but it's a kind of hard to roll to but when you're with that certain crowd it, it it's it's good it, everything like it's it, it, there's a I, I can't say I really like Cali Reggae like Tribal Seeds um, I, I like man I suck today man I don't I don't know I just like 
Uh, see, I, I asked someone one time what the, like their favorite music genre, and they had said like Celtic alternate indie metal grunge shit. I'm like, what? That was like a, a genre, then a subgenre, and then like a, a what's it? A fucking uh, geographical sub subgenre. I'm like, yeah, that's fuck? I didn't even know that was actually a category. <laughs> All those mixed together as one. Like, how do you even do that? Like, uh, how can you be that fucking niche? Like, Jesus Christ. Um, shit. Um, man, that's crazy. I'm all trying to think about it in my head. Like, how would that even sound? Like, the. Uh, I'll try find something. I'll send it to you later. Yeah, please, because I'm pretty interested now. When you mix that with heavy metal, like that must be. Mm. I don't know. Uh, see, Ness, have you have you ever been on a really, really terrible date? On a really terrible date? Yeah. Um. No, I don't think I have. I, I, you know what? Um, when it, I, as you can see before a podcast, like, I don't, I could just start talking and I won't shut up, man. Like, <laughs> you're gonna tell me, hey, shut the fuck up, like it's over. So I could be anywhere, and as long as there's a good combo, I don't give a fuck. So honestly, I don't think I have. But then, you know what? I'm old, man. I can't remember half the shit that... uh, I can't remember a lot of stuff, so... But as of what I remember, no. I don't think so. Mm. Oh, well, that's a relief, because some of the fucking things people have answered with that was fucked up, because, like, this one guy got hassled by a bunch of racists one time, this other guy he brought a girl out on a date and turned out she was racist i'm like whoa dude that's a fucking really uh, that's that's fucked up that's insane <laughs> that's that's pretty sad i i think that's fuck that fucking sucks for that person man because that shit's ridiculous honestly mm-hmm. but see uh if you could time travel to any historical period where would you go and why fuck man um I don't know because being a female in those times was kind of kind of rough. Um Man, I'm so boring. I never thought about this shit, man. I don't know. <laughs> I love watching movies when it comes to like you know, romance and like medieval times and stuff like that, but the way they treated women in certain times like that, it wasn't I don't know. Mm. If I were a dude, let me see. If I were a dude and I went back, I don't know, probably maybe like medieval or something. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Uh, See, we got a bit of a moral conundrum here if you're up for it. Okay, go for it. See, uh, would you rather cure cancer or solve world hunger? Oh, shit. No shit, indeed. <laughs> Probably the world hunger, I think. Mm. Uh, that's pretty good, because uh, who knows, maybe one of the hungry kids will grow up to cure cancer, so you get like a yeah. two-for-one deal. Yeah, and the, the, the thing is, is like, there's little, like, I, under, I don't know, it's just little babies that are are starving. I don't know, it's just, I'm not saying that babies don't get cancer, but I don't know, like you said, you... Everybody eats, everybody's fulfilled. Later, that person can come up with, I don't know, 
Uh, who who knows? So yeah, uh, what would you say is your jujitsu spirit animal if you have one? Um, Chewbacca. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, just Chewbacca from Star Wars. You see all these like imagine your gym. Everyone has their own spirit animal. You see like uh, you see a monkey, a penguin, a snake, a spider. Chewbacca. <laughs> Chewbacca. <laughs> Because oh, if, I, if I wax my mustache, I could be just as hairy as fucking Chewbacca. My hair is... <laughs> no, I, I, if... I have one dark chin hair. One. One dark chin hair. It is absolutely in crazy. Like, sometimes I'll come home from practice, and I'll pluck it out, right? And, like, the next day it'll be there, and I'm like, what the fuck? Nobody... People were fucking smashing me and rolling me, and they're looking at my face, and nobody can tell me that that one dark chin hair came back. Like, fuck, man. Like, yeah, so Chewbacca, definitely Chewbacca. I'm hairy. Fuck. I mean, my hair is wild. I say, if the world ended and uh, you couldn't get a haircut or anything, you couldn't go. You know, I say, if the fucking world ended when completely tits up like apocalypse modes you'd just live like grizzly adams in the fucking woods and you'd, you'd look like a fucking wookie at the end of the day wouldn't you <laughs> i would live in the woods i would just look like a wookie walking down the street if everything's in ruin fuck man like i look like a wookie now you, I don't <laughs> my, I'm a insane right now but that's why i made sure that it wasn't a video because um, <laughs> uh, to bring it back to the impressions, can you do a, like a Chewbacca growl at all or anything? No, I can't. Isn't that awful? <laughs> you know, you know what I can do though. I could pretend I'm blowing into a bottle where it goes, "Whoo!" That's it. That's all. I, that's all I got, man. That's it. You know how when you blow into a bottle and makes that noise? That's yeah. It. Okay. Yeah. Do do that then. I already did it. See, it was all. Awesome. Well, that was a <laughs> There you no, that's not blowing into a bottle. It doesn't make that sound. That's like I don't know. <laughs> Listen, the bottle sound is like whoo. You know, like whoo. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very technical. <laughs> okay, uh, so Ness, we reached the last question. Are you ready for the last question? Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, what, was, what would you say is the most important lesson you've learned in all the years of doing jiu-jitsu? That some you're always going to learn that you're you're not as good as you think you are that um and I don't mean that in a bad way at all I mean being humbled is a good experience we all need that cuz sometimes heads can get really really big and mm. when you thought that you couldn't do something but then you did it is the best feeling in the world that's probably even better and I don't mean like even just say, for instance, you're getting smashed by somebody and one day you escape their side control. Just that small little fucking victory, that mind, the mind, over, like just is the best feeling in the world. I think that's what's taught me more. Like jujitsu is hard. Life is hard. But every little victory counts, even if it's getting out of somebody's fucking side control. Because um, 
before you couldn't do it like it with anything so those little small victories is what helps you grow your confidence what helps you show you that you can do it in difficult um even when it's really hard even when it seems impossible you did it and it that's how you know you're growing and so it being tough man like i think the reason why i love jujitsu so much is because it's not easy and um so when you actually accomplish something, even as small as control or not like you know anything like that, getting out of knee on about anything, anything, any small little thing that anybody's going through that they're having trouble with, and you you beat it. And are you hitting a bong? <laughs> no, I was just. Well, it's really late over here, and I had to yawn oh, for a shit. second. I'm sorry. See, I told you I will not shut up, dude. That's why you got to tell <laughs> no, me. No, no, it's fine. But uh, I don't, I, I don't go hit, I don't go hitting bongs at all. That's oh. how, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? I'm, I'm not I thought stoner. I heard the water like, oh, you know, I was like, oh shit. Sorry to cut you off there, but. Uh, but no, I get to what you're saying. Just that little bit of progress every day. You know, you see, you can see you're you're improving if you just, you know, yeah. You know, if you're better than you were yesterday. Yes. Oh, sorry. These fucking these fucking pliers in the toolbox fell over. I had to put them back in because, like, I have this <laughs> I have this like weird rig in front of me where I have the toolbox open. I have this fucking box there, and then I have my phone there to record into. <laughs> Oh my man, you're so high end over there, huh? Shit. I have nothing but the best equipment around, so uh, pe- people should be people should be jealous of my setup. <laughs> uh, I people think I it's a sh- people think it's a shoestring budget. I wish it was a sh- shoestring budget. Wish. <laughs> I- I'm so sorry I took up so much of your time, man. Dude, I- you have- <laughs> no, no, it was a great great episode. And speaking of which, guys. If you want to follow Ness on anything, it's at Zeal Jiu-Jitsu. We're going to call it an episode there. So, Zeal, Javentin to... I said Zeal, Ness, sorry. Javentin to say before we shoot off? Do, do I have what? Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Do you have anything to say before we shoot off and uh, end the episode? Man, keep fucking training, man. It's a journey. Just fucking train. That That's it. Doesn't matter. Just train. Mm. Uh, no, so, I, didn't say, I didn't say hard or just just fucking train just do what you love regardless of why you do it or what just fucking do it, That's it. Mm. okay so thanks for listening guys if you want to, as I said you can follow Ness at Zeal Jiu Jitsu and if you want to follow us it's at Human Zeal Jiu Jitsu Podcast if you want to support the podcast as well feel free to support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Human Zeal Jiu Jitsu Podcast thanks for listening guys adios